Today's episode is brought to you by the Social Distancing Suit. Need to go out but don't want anyone near you? This three-piece suit includes special sensors that emit a loud coughing noise anytime someone gets close. Safe, stylish, and sensible. Order now. One, two, three, four. It's the Chuck and Dan Show. It's the awesome Chuck and Dan Show. It's the Chuck and Dan Show. It's called on the It's the Chuck and Dan Show. It's the awesome Chuck and Dan Show. It's the Chuck and Dan Show. It's called on now featuring Aaron from Netflix and Grill. Hello and welcome to the 90th episode of Afternoon Yap. On today's episode, we're going to cover the recently released Resident Evil 3 demo, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Call of Duty Warzone, and much more. I'm Chuck the Punk, and with me today is my best friend in the whole world. It's Dinger Dog. How's it going, bud? Well, you know, I mean, you, you said with you. That's we, pretty scary. Day seven quarantine. How are you? Have you lost it yet, man? Oh, I, I mean, it's not quarantine. Let's not let's not oversell. I, I'm quarantined. You're coming to me via a telephone. We are so in the weeds when it comes to technology. We can't even do Skype. Have you ever Skype before, Dinger Dog? Uh, no, but I did my first <laughs> virtual like uh, FaceTime happy hour with my brothers. Oh, that's all. That's, so <laughs> let's let's talk quickly about today's format for the show. Uh, we're going to open up the show, me and Dinger Dog, uh, just talking about uh, our last seven days under quarantine during this pandemic. And then the next segment's going to be me and Aaron reviewing things the same way via telephone because we are practicing what? Social distancing. Social distancing. So I got a, I got a question for you. Uh, how's okay. the dog staying busy during all of this? Well, I, I am I'm continuing to work, uh, and that's that's fun. And then every time I, I like to, we we don't have any toilet paper. Like we don't have any. Uh, Why didn't I you stock that, up, dog? I thought that you were, were smart about this. You've always been a I doomsday. Did, realize, You've been a doomsday was, prepper since I've met you. You have guns in your house. You have cans <laughs> of food in your house and fishing rods for some reason. Like if the world goes to an end, you oh thank God you can fish. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I'm not sure what to make of any of that. But I was gone for 10 days on a trip before this all happened, and, and I just wasn't paying attention to it. I love it. I love it that you just got home from a trip traveling, by the way. And my wife is at work, and she goes, is that son of a bitch Denger there? Is he touching my doorknobs? And I was like, <laughs> that was before schools locked down. That was before businesses locked down. We're coming to you uh, from Columbus, Ohio. So thank God for Governor Mike DeWine. He shut everything down. Well, now it's week one. So do you notice like in the last week that like you'll have these like moments of clarity where you're having you're playing video games or with your kids or you're just you're having a good time. An hour goes by and then you snap back into reality and go, oh, fuck, we're under quarantine. You know, like life sucks. If you're a person like me and I'll get to you in a second, dog, if you're a person with me that already suffers big time from anxiety, a pandemic is just like the epitome of what anxiety is. Anxiety for me has always been this like question of what if, you know? What if I get to my work meeting and my boss asks me something that I don't know? What if I'm driving somewhere and I'm trying to park and there's in a parking spot? What if? What if we wake up tomorrow and this never ends, dog? Like, I miss you. Like, it's been a week and I have to come to you via telephone because we are locked in our houses, and I get to work from home. You get to work from home. My beautiful wife is stuck at the hospital right now. 
God, she's pregnant. God knows what measures they have in force there. God knows how much longer we have until Columbus completely, totally hits the fan. I, you know, you're, I, I, I appreciate your concern, good buddy. I, I maybe I'm you don't have toilet paper. I'm real concerned about you right now. It's a great excuse to leave the house every day. <laughs> I have my little affidavit. I need toilet paper. And then I go to the grocery store and get something that we may or may not need. And I get a bottle of liquor every time. I, it, I, that's, what's so fascinating. So you haven't been going to the gym. What have you been doing to get your like daily resume of old man balls in your face? If you aren't going to the gym, that, that's why you go to the gym to begin with, right? It's not to right. get in shape. It's you want to see old man and they're old man balls. And what are you doing without that? Well, I mean, we we still have the internet, thankfully, so we can, <laughs> we can make that work. Oh, it's, the gym has been the biggest. That was our big, our biggest. Like, and I, you keep saying quarantine, but I think it's social isolation or whatever. I'm quarantine, baby. I, I had to go to the grocery store yesterday, and I think I let my wife down a little bit, which is fine, because I she's been out there every single day. She's working. And I went to the grocery store with us, and I was like, honey, we've got to get a little hustle going. Like, right now, I just don't want to compare ketchup to catsup. I just want to put the food in the cart and get the hell out of here. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> You're like, did you buy, like, 10 pounds of flour and... I just I know that in my family I'm probably the paranoid one, and then in your family your wife is probably the paranoid one. Right. Well, it was all starting good. Like, <laughs> so the wine shut down the schools, and I was like, all right, go to the gym. And, and then the wife was like, no, you're not. I'm like, what? Are you, excuse me, I didn't ask permission. So that was about you know two hours into social isolation, we had blow up number one. Yeah. Uh, but th- thankfully, the good governor relieved us of that. Um, quarrelsome bit by uh-huh. shutting down the gyms. My favorite story out of all of this is, so this all happened a week ago now, and everybody's immediate reaction was, I got to go to the store, I got to get toilet paper, I've got to get food, supplies, like we're going to be on lockdown, and Dinger, you called me, and the first thing you did was, I got to get to the goddamn liquor store right now. I I was surprised that people didn't rush to the liquor store. <laughs> I mean, I, I was genuinely shocked that it wasn't like the rush there. Cause I mean, all those other things I can buy with liquor. Yeah. I, it, it reminded me of that like old story in walking dead where what's his name has to go to the pharmacy to go get medicine, except it's you telling your family, I got to run to the store to go protect Evan. And they're like, wait a second, Evan Williams. I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, don't, don't worry. He's my friend. How's your, how's your sanity been? Like I, my uh, these days they kind of change. Like right now, like I wanted to do a podcast so bad because I just wanted to feel a little bit of normalcy, especially with my wife working. Like she's gone all day, and I'm just sitting here, you know, kind of freaked out, and then I'm fine. Kind of freaked out, and then I'm fine. Like I said, like how's your calendar look on Friday? And I, you, were, you know, I was like, well, from eleven to twelve, it says I have to freak out. Like, is that your schedule? No, I've been, I've been probably a little too cool about this. Uh, well, that's because I, you've been stockpiling guns. Yeah, guns, I, I, fishing rods, knives, and Playboys. And now Playboy's going under. Do you believe it? No, I can't even keep up. <laughs> and Evan Williams. Yeah, and Evan yeah. Williams. Buy the case. A nice twenty dollar, twenty five dollar liter and a half. Were you Were you there all the way up until nine o'clock on Sunday? 
like the last hurrah for all the bars in Columbus. I guess like all the bars were packed. Like that's how that's how like important alcohol is to everybody. I've had I had a bottle of wine last Saturday and that's all that I've had and it was the best tasting bottle of wine I've ever had. And my wife was like, "Do you need to be doing this right now?" And I was like, "That's a fair question, but this isn't like a hey, I'm enjoying this bottle of wine. This is more like I dad, Papa needs his medicine bottle of wine." You know, that's that's probably how I've been keeping kind of my... I heard your drinking's been on an uptick. Oh, uh, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. It's probably the... the I, I shouldn't be drinking my, my future apocalypto currency, but <sighs> when it's all piled up in the house, you know, like... You could have a you could have a Lacroix or an Avid. I I just keep on pissing my wife off because I keep on saying like screw it the world's ending. Like I got in bed the other day and I was like I'm not brushing my teeth. You know forget it, <laughs> forget it. The world's ending. I I I, yeah, I I I made some toast the other day. I never make toast. And you know what? You know what? I'm buttering both sides of this. My cholesterol be damned. Like none of us are gonna have jobs after this. Everybody's gonna be sick and dead. It's time to panic, people. I do agree with that. Like I've been trying to encourage people to panic for the longest time. Like let's, because it's not the, it's not the, it's the waiting that kills. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Anxiety. Like there's no answer to this. You know, if you lose a job, at least that's a concrete thing. You know, like, it, it, when bad shit happens to you, like say some, a loved one dies. I know that that's an, like a, you know, a bit of a stretch, but there's that's a thing you've experienced before, and there's a concrete thing behind it. This, it's just now the kids are going back May first. If they go back at all, what are you going to do with those two monkeys running around screaming at you for milk? Uh, oh my gosh! And it's like so, so. You know, working from home has been a real fun challenge. But I'm like, all right, we've got this. Like I'm loving my Clintonville like two and a half square foot house too. Right? <laughs> Built in 19, like, right. 1918. That's. <laughs> Important call. The future of this vacuum cleaner company that I work for is in the balance, you know. And I'm trying to do these things, and then you know, the, do we have any butter? Like I don't, you know. Excuse me, and everybody laughs. You know, you're on important phone calls, trying to renew your Playboy subscription, and you're like, family, I'm busy right about now. Excuse me. I mean, I had to go out to the car to have this phone call because, uh, you know, we wouldn't want to have any any. Any idea that this is not a very like they think that I'm on a very important business call right uh-huh. now. Uh, so, what do you think about the, the the website test? Like, if you start to develop symptoms, I really like it. It's like, do you have a cough? Uh, it, no, but that's, that doesn't exist. That's a mistake. <laughs> you, you, are you telling me that Trump's Google thing it doesn't exist for the rest of us? My favorite was is it just he just like me and you kept on like going down the arrows. And then the one, it splintered off into, are you 37 and have a family? And it's like, ride it out. Get, get, yeah, ride it out. Get Don't toilet paper it. and get Gatorade and ride that shit out. Oh, boy. <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you going to, you gonna like, be quarantined to the, like, bottom floor if you, like... If you I, I don't know. That's the terrifying thing. It's like, it's, you know, and people complain about... You know, oh, my husband or oh, my wife is home and they don't, they're so busy. They don't have time to spend with me. I was like, my wife is stuck in a hospital. Like it's just been, it's been, I mean, this has been the, the most fun I've had all week. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel for you and you've got like legitimate, I mean, we all probably have legitimate worries, but you, you, you see yours all the time and, and 
Oh, I mean, you got you got children. You've got you've got a kid that's got asthma. I mean, it's. I'm able to distance mentally from that very yeah. easily. All you do is you take just a get some Evan Williams, get a shot glass. <laughs> That's what's hard about working from home. I'll tell you what is like. I don't know how you. I mean, you seem to be able to work from home occasionally. I don't know how you do it because, like, right now in Columbus, Ohio, it's like 70 degrees. The sun's out. Oh, and everything's flooded. I woke up to my goddamn basement flooded. And last <laughs> night it was storming like I've never seen it storm before. And I was just lying in bed. I was like. Is this the end of the world? Like, I, I feel like me and you are like Frodo and Sam, and I'm just like, well, I'm glad I have you at the end of all days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel for you, buddy. I, I was just going to say it was sunny outside, so I want to have a drink. And I'm like, I can't a virtual drink? drink? Uh, no, I'll, well, we can have a virtual. I, my drink will taste real. Oh. And be real. I bought I bought some I mean, you go you go buy the smart stuff nice brown whiskey and I was at the grocery store and my wife had to go to the bathroom and I just threw a 12 pack of seltzers in there and she and she came back and I said honey every single time you dawdle in this grocery store that's another chunk item that's going in there notice the uh, the Reese's eggs that's when you were comparing the prices of, of potatoes just a second ago at fr- go ahead I don't know man I'm, I'm sorry I I I'm I bet you would be not happy with me at the grocery store. I'm just happy to be out and see people. Oh, you? you Clinton villains, too. You're probably talking to people, breathing on them, sneezing on them. Oh, isn't it it's such a pain in the ass that there's no soccer? The world's ending, and all you guys care is that there's no soccer ball on I TV. Would, it would be nice if, they would, like, if there was something to do. You can watch marble racing on ESPN. I guess they're looking at alternative sports. Oh man, I, I guess it, it's terrible. Like, why did they have to con- cancel those tournaments? Like, we could be watching <laughs> basketballs. Well, I mean, you said I guess in Iran, like every ten minutes, every hour someone dies, every ten minutes someone gets it, and isn't that where they're supposed to have the World Cup? <laughs> Do you think? No, it's, it's kind of oh, it's Qatar, world. Qatar, yeah. still the Middle East. Oh no. Um, when all this started, I kept on joking like, oh, I'm going to self-isolate. You know, sorry, honey, I got to go play this video game. It's probably better off if you're just in the other room. You don't have anywhere to go to self-isolate in your house. I've been trying to, I've been bugging you to like, let's build a boys club outside in the garage. No, 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 no. There's important stuff in there. I got better stuff to do. And look, it's the end of the world and we don't have a boys club and we can't even go to it. We wouldn't be able to come over to it anyway. I will come over in a hazmat suit. And then the National Guard will say, Chunk, God damn it, we told you about coming over to Dingers. And then the National Guard will come in and they'll party with you and they'll kick me out. Right, because I've got all the food. <laughs> and all the fun. And, and then all the people, and I've just been marking all the people that like have been posting, like, I bought all this toilet paper. I'm just like, all right, I know where you live. So what do you think the odds are of tons of divorces happening after this and tons of babies happening after this? I, I've been lucky that I am crazy about my wife and like I, I'm worried sick about her and she comes home and it's, you know, it's almost brought us closer together. I hate saying that, but maybe that's not even true. But uh, how far, how long until you snap? Oh, I know. It's been, we, so we implemented a... Oh, I love that there's implementations going on. <laughs> Well, there's like a family time that we, we all four sit together and do something. Uh-huh. And so far, because we're all like like taking baby steps into this, it's just been like 
and each person you get to choose it every night. Like so, it starts with you know the youngest that goes up, and they get to choose what happens. And so far, people have just been choosing movies because everyone's afraid because we can't play board games together because like the table gets flipped. So <laughs> do you do that? Yeah, I mean we can't like that board game aggravation with the marbles. Well, that game's time, aggravating. Yeah, it, well it is, and then every time it ends up with like a marble flung at someone's face. Um, <laughs> But I mean, it's been. I I felt that a little bit last night, where I'm like, oh, like everybody's now getting into a routine of this family time thing. It. I don't know. We're probably. So are you? When are you going to stop going to the office? When are you going to start putting your family in harm's way just because you're selfish and need to get out of the house? I'm just asking for everybody. <laughs> I mean, hold hold on. I'm I'm not going to the office. I am I'm at home today. But I mean, how can this like? I think that there's a bigger danger in in like those. What about if I go on a rampage? That's dangerous too. Right? I need I need outlets. Uh, this reminds so, reminds me. Your family reminds me of the movie The Shining. Did you ever see that? No, <laughs> no sports and <laughs> no masturbation. McDinger, a dull boy, written all over the walls. <laughs> all over the walls. Yeah. You're just, no, I think the funniest thing though is that when I was going when I was going into the office, just about every time, uh, I would get a, a check-in text from the wife and being like, "You're not at that chunks." Like, <laughs> well, that that I mean, that was the first thing Katie said. Or my wife said she was like, because I told her we were doing the podcast, and she's like, "What part of social distancing don't you understand?" Ninger dog, as much as I love that guy, he's not allowed to come over here. And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. I know." I think we're going to try to do it by telephone call. But th- now that I'm spending time with you, I can't stand it. Like, we got to get the Skype going. We got to get the Skype going with a little bit of alcohol. And then it's, it'll be just like last spring where my wife comes home and it's 6 o'clock and me and you have already drank a whole bottle of tequila. And she's, yeah, <laughs> she's like, why is dog crying? And you're like, oh, well... You know, uh, so just bubble on the surface. Let's switch gears a tiny bit. Can you tell me you went traveling and you yeah. went to the great state of Louisiana? Louisiana? Can I hear about Louisiana? Can I hear about your stories? I hear that it's a little, it's different than Columbus, oh. Ohio. A little different. Did you have any? I mean, did 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 you wake up anytime with all your clothes on? Did you wake up in a strange place at any... Hold on a minute. <laughs> Hold on a minute. This is classic because you're like, for those who don't know, you should get, you're like the producer of this show. And you're, you, I think you have a career change coming where you would be a great reality TV show producer. Because I'm, I have a long trip, like nine days or ten, yeah, nine nights, ten day trip. And... I'm trying to be good because there's a lot of work to be do- done on this trip, and every was shit starting hitting the fan like right when you got there, or it's so weird because up for last week I was working like there was nothing wrong. I was going Friday, I was going everywhere, and I came home, and me and you were wa- you stopped over for a second, and we were watching Dewine, and he's like, "Schools are closed." And me and you looked at each other and were like, "Shit, man!" Like. I didn't feel like I, I, you know, and when you read this stuff is coming, you think to yourself, well, you know, thank God we got Trump protecting our borders, you know, you know, and then it just, it just came like a ton of bricks and here we are. So was, was it, was this all going down when you were on the, you had to ride a plane and then I invited you into my home, but like, what was was fine? There was the the plane, the airports were fairly, I mean, the airports were busy. I mean, that had already happened, but it didn't feel other than, other than that, 
I mean, this is kind of like, it feels like it was like simmering and then it just boiled over in no time. Like, like when I'm talking about this trip, which was last, I got back last week sometime, middle of last week. It feels like a month and a half ago. Yeah, life was still you know, like, good. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> um, so I guess there was a, oh, back to my point about you being a reality TV show producer. Let's stick with that thread there. Uh, so you're, I'm on this, I got a lot of work to do, 10 day trip. Every day you call me and you're like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just working, like, lots of work here. And I only called you like, once. There's no way I called a bunch. No, you're like, every time you're like, are you sure you don't want to get in any trouble? Should we go <laughs> drinking at some bars? Like, come on, we need stories for the yap. Uh, I mean, I'll screenshot it. Like, come on, are you? Are you saying that I exaggerate and I'm not telling the truth? No, I'm saying that you you really wanted me to go like get in a, uh, start a race war or something. Like you really wanted me to have a story to come back with. Well, you said uh, it's a little dicey down there. Like what area of Louisiana were you at? Are you allowed to share? North, northwest Louisiana, so like the street. You agreed with a lot of the, a lot of what people had to say down there, didn't you? I mean, you're like guns, fishing. Drinking like Bud Heavy, Trump. It's the South. It's the South. It's the South. <laughs> yeah. I love, and, and the best thing about this, like, I think, like, the northern band of the southernmost southern states, they say that, uh, and we had a person that we knew that said that, that Mike could, like, <laughs> I might, I might have could. I, I might could need you to do this. And it's like, I don't, uh, <laughs> there's two. I don't get it. I went to college in Toledo, which is a fancy lad school, and we don't talk like that. Yeah. I, I, I ate some good food there. I, I Your food? Oh, that's why we were talking, but I wasn't calling you, but you were sending, like, pictures of pretty amazing food. Yeah, the food was wonderful. The last night I did, like, I finished up the work, I didn't have to fly out to the next day, and I thought to myself, you learned it, let's go find this, like, somebody said, hey, check out this brewery. Go to the brewery. It's closed, right? And I'm like, Cro- closed to right. coronavirus. Close to the no, to the Chinese to virus, as you've been hashtagging. <laughs> I it's closed because it's one of those places that's closed Monday, Tuesday. Oh, baloney! Did you Tuesday. pound on the door? <laughs> Open up! Come on! This yeah. is dinger. So I hit I I hit the Google machine and go to the next place. It's closed Monday, Tuesday. Get, what are they doing on Monday, Tuesday? Oh, it's right after the busy weekend. Yeah, so it's just that's when they close. So then I go to this next place and it's like, oh, this this bar, it looks like, at least via Google, looks like it's on this nice uh, river, lake thing, and it's got a patio, and the pictures look great. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go there. There's motorcycles all over, like abandoned, abandoned full trucks, like 18-wheelers. <laughs> I drive up, and it's not necessarily a bar looking is more as like a house on a lake looking thing but the, i could see the patio i could see people inside uh and there's like a bar you know there's bar signs and i'm like oh it's clearly a bar so i park and i go up to the door and it's got one of those iron gates and, and like i pull on it because i thought it was just the door and the, it's locked you know and i'm like oh that's weird and i, just I love i love i love can, i'm just interrupting real quick and then i'll let you get back to it I love when you're a story when you tell stories because there's all these red flags that happen. Just like red flag, red flag, red flag, and your mind is there's alcohol in there. I'ma get in there. <laughs> well, I don't know like, what 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 red flags were there. Because- the door was locked. <laughs> and there, there it it looks like a house. It doesn't look yeah. like a bar. All right. Well, anyway, so they, they do a little 
Oh, I mean, God, that scares me. That's red flag number four. <laughs> well, no, and it's like there's there's just a nice little bar there. There's some there's some gentlemen sitting around it. It's I mean it's still pretty early in the day. It's maybe three o'clock or something like that. And so I uh, I go up, sit down at the bar, and the bartender like comes out from behind the bar and comes up and stands right beside me. And she's like, "Hey, what's your name?" And I, I say, "I'm, I'm Dinger Dog," you know. And uh, they're like, "We've heard about you." <laughs> no, she's like, "Yeah." You're not from here, are you? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> what gave it away? <laughs> like, I'm clearly, was it, the, was it the license plate? You know, which, uh, she's like, this here's a private club. And I'm so, like, like a stripper bar. So you went after work to a naked strip bar. Okay, continue. No, I, no I'm picking up what you're putting like, down. <laughs> and then I look around and I realize that everyone's smoking smokes, and I'm like, okay, it's like that. And that's like, been outlawed for 18 years now. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And they're like, oh, I'm real sorry. I just thought this was a bar. And they're like, someone's like, you find us on the Google machine? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I, so I'm like, well, I'm real sorry. I guess I'll, where's the next nearest place I can grab a drink? She's like, oh, sit down, honey. You know, like, and because the thing was great because I was, I was mesmerized by like the, the sign with the specials on it. It's like Bud Cans, $1. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, that's me. That's me and you all over. This is the best bar ever. Dirty carpeted floors. You know, yeah. wood panel walls, dollar beers, no food. And every time you get a drink, you can wager a dollar to like and roll six dice. And if you get five sixes or more, you get like, like you get to gamble every time. Oh, like gambling too? Oh my God. It's wonderful. wonderful. Well, I guess, to spoiler alert, I stayed, but they're like, I was like, so they're like, all you have to do is sign up, like give us your name and address and you're in the club. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, like, that's easy. Why aren't more people in the club? You know, just a dummy. And then I... Like, <laughs> they didn't, like, lot, they didn't like, say, like... They didn't, like, have a moment where they, like, padlock the doors and, like, the real party started. Like, this reminds me of... Did you ever see, like, Dust Till Dawn? Or, like, the... Yeah. Gr- did you ever see the Green Room? The Green Room is where this punk band goes to play this bar in the Deep South, and they start playing it, and they realize that it's like a Nazi bar, Nazi punk bar, and then it's this whole story about them getting out, but is this what happened to you, Dinger? Did these people turn into vampires? They didn't turn into vampires. Uh, They didn't necessarily turn into Nazis. They didn't call you any names, did they? Because we'll go back there, and I will will have a stern talking. I I doubt it. I don't (laughs) think you'd make it in the parking lot. So... I like I sit, I like give her my, my information and sit down. I'm like, this is great. Everyone's nice to me. They're all asking me where I'm from, even though they kind of know. They give me a hard time about being from the north. It's all fun. And then I start like uh, like a dummy asking questions. You know, I'm like, well, oh, that's pretty close, easy club to get into. You know, like how do you get into this club? And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. You're in. You know, like you're in now. <laughs> oh, that's always good to hear. You're in now for laugh. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it turns out I, I, I'll spare the, the really gory details, but I stayed for a while and then as the drinks were flowing and people, and I stayed longer, people became more, um, I guess relaxed around me. Yeah. And, and then I learned that maybe there were some criteria to be in the club that, that I happened to pass that maybe other people wouldn't. Did they at um, any point ask you to remove your clothes? No, no. And you didn't no, take a bubble bath there. I didn't get, take get a in bubble the bath. bubble bath. 
getting it. All right, look, I'm trying to be gentle about this because I really am ashamed. I feel bad, but like they needed, they saw everything they needed to see about me to be able to be in the club. Uh huh. If you if you know what I am saying. Uh huh. Uh, I figured this out about. These were not Obama voters. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> that is what I'm getting at. <laughs> and about four drinks in, and then it's like. I wanted to exit like immediately, but I wanted to, I don't know. Like, how do you do that? So, uh, it was awkward leaving cause there was like, cause the, were they trying to get yeah. you to stay? Well, no, they like the, 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 the rhetoric was ramping up and I was like, Oh God, were they going to have like a meet? What time did you leave at? Um, uh, six, six AM. No, no. <laughs> 6 p.m. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this whole story boiled down to you were there from 8 till 6. And you're like, you know what? These guys are pretty cool. Like, I don't like what they're talking about. They're wrong on that. But God will judge them for that. But everything else is pretty gnarly. I mean, gambling, beer, guns, food. Yeah, smoking. <laughs> smoking. I like the smoke. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's my story. Let me, let me, let me peel it out of there. And you're sticking to it? Next time I go, they'll have my membership card. Oh yeah, Are you, do you think you'll go back? Uh, I probably. I'm guessing that's a no. But you know, I do want to get my membership card just to have it. Uh huh. But I'm worried if I'm going to end up on some FBI list. Yeah. Uh, so what are you going to do this weekend, man? Other than me and you are going to promptly tonight get on Skype and virtual party together. But what, what, what's your plan for, I mean, what what are we going to do? Like, me and my wife, we're just, all we're doing is watching, like, Nightline. And, I mean, I, I mean it's part for the course. We're cooking, watching cooking shows and stuff like that. But even at some point, it's going to be like, I can't take this no more, dinger dog. And then yeah, I'm just going to break quarantine and go to your house. Infect the family. It's fine. We should, like, can't you have, like, a like an infection, buddy? Can't we just be infection buddies? Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I went over to Chris McCurry's house, and I wondered, why is my mom letting me hang out with this guy when we don't hang out all that much, and he's got spots all over him? Oh, chicken pox. And it, oh, didn't, yeah. even, it didn't even dawn on me until that episode of South Park when I was like 25 or something. I was like, oh, chicken pox. Oh, she did that on purpose. Let's do that. Oh, this is beautiful, Dinger. If I get sick and you go out and get sick on purpose, we can be put together. And we'll get we'll get we'll worry about ventilation masks and 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 all that shit later. But it's not like we can keep on getting each other sick back and forth. This will be the this will be our biggest best scheme we've ever had. Yeah. Well, oh boy. Um, the sickness lasts like two weeks, man. Well, I'll watch soccer. I'll do whatever you want. You want to watch Die Hard three? I'll watch Die Hard three. Whatever you want, man. No, let's so better better scheme because the the downfall of that scheme you, you actually have it sick like. You, I don't that's the plan. We have to, we both have to get sick. That's I mean, that's the idea. This is quarantine buddies. We don't have to get sick though. We can just fake get it. Sick. Like you did most of your senior year in high school. Oh, right? now the gloves are off, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, hey, Dinger Dog, can you help me pass econ? I don't feel like comfortable. Uh, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm not gonna be there if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so, like, like we'll find a nice little like a lake house or a cabin. I'm sure we can get it for cheap. No one's renting that. Uh-huh. And we'll and I we'll just be like, oh, I've got the thing. I called my doctor. They drive through the test, and then we're like. Hey, we don't want to quarantine near our family, so I'm just going to get out of here and do it this way. That's what we'll do. And then it's and then it's 
what do you want to have? Do you want to have seltzer? We'll make we'll make we'll make dinger tacos el dinger. We'll make we'll go fishing. We'll go fishing. And then we'll dream of a world where it's just me and you. Everyone's dead and it's just me and you. Alright, you know, I, I like <laughs> Did I take it too far? Did I go too far? <laughs> I would like a nice two-week thing. We'll turn off all the radios and like no news, no twitters, no uh-huh. no updates. Like yeah, we we'll live on a boat. That's what we should do. All right, now now just now you're taking it too far, Dinger Dog. Yeah, uh, I I guess we'll check in in two more weeks and. Do another phone podcast. It's great to talk to you, man. I mean, I I did talk to you for a half an hour yesterday, but uh, keep me in the loop, bud. Keep safe out there, and and whatever you do, stop going stupid places, man. Like I'm not going <laughs> because you're the one that made me go farther than I've gone all day. I I, I mean, sorry to hear this, mom and dad. I've been screaming at my parents. I'm like, stop going to the goddamn uh, gym. Stop going to church. You're going to meet God if you keep on going to church. Like, you're in your 70s. Cut it out. And and I, it's driving me bonkers. I Well, you know, you can't control them. That's <laughs> probably like, like what they were saying to you. And they're like, stop stop hiding beers in your, in your room. Uh-huh. Stop that damn yeah. rollerblading. Stop that damn yeah. smoking those cigarettes. And would you please get better grades than D's? Please. <laughs> You're like, these get degrees. <laughs> they do get degrees. Oh, Dinger Dog, I love you so much. Um, I don't get to review anything. I got kicked out. Aaron's a better reviewer is what you're saying. Listen, review whatever you want to review. I'd love to hear. Like, I didn't put you on the script for this, but what do you? What have you been watching that people want to hear? I, I'm, I'm oh. dying to hear what season of some show that you watched 10 years ago. That... No, this is, this is actually a fresh take or something. Uh one, I watched the uh, that movie Knives Out. That was a great movie. You should watch it. That's my review of that. It's really good. Yeah. Two. Uh, I, I do want to see Knives Out. It's been in rental wonderful. for a couple weeks now, so kind of losing its luster. Uh, okay. What else? What are you on the na- newest? It's like the uh, hardest producer to work for ever. Uh, no, I- I've been reading the Rocco's Modern Life comic books. They're fantastic. <laughs> I have her. I tell you what, he's always getting in trouble. Um. No, there's this there's this YouTube cooking show. You like cooking shows. I do. About the YouTubes. Yeah. His name is Chef John, and he does Food Wishes. That's the name of the channel is foodwishes.com. Yeah. And they're, they're like these nine-minute videos that are so hilarious. Uh, and it's a great it's a great cooking show because it's like a how-to, but he teaches you the concepts of how to do it rather than just to follow the recipe. And he makes all these mistakes. So you don't, it's like not snobby. Yeah. Like there's high end food, but it's not all snobby. I got yeah. a review. See? Foodwishes.com. Check it out. You did a fantastic job. How much time have you been spending in the bathroom during this quarantine? I, I don't want to work blue because that's not our show. But is everybody like, dinger, get out of the bathroom. We don't even have toilet paper in there. Well, that's it for the first segment of the afternoon yap, dinger dog. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, we're probably going to do this again in another two weeks. I'll just give you a nice phone call uh, if I don't blow my brains out and your brains out before that it gets to that point. What do you think? I'll do that. I mean, that's <laughs> rather selfish. Like, anyway, yeah, all right. Well, enjoy your uh, your staycation, as you were calling it just the other day. What? <laughs> yeah, you, I, 
Oh, yeah. Um, All right. Well, that's it for the first segment. Uh, Thanks for being here, Dinger Dog. We will be right back. Guys, I don't know about you, but do you have loved ones that are in the older generation that just aren't taking this whole global pandemic thing seriously? Are they living in Florida right now, just kind of carrying on, just acting like the whole world isn't going to crap? Well, the good people at More Implications, we know this. We've heard from you, and we've developed a new product called Uh Uh-Uh Boomer. Uh Uh-Uh Boomer, all you got to do is type in the address of your elderly loved one or older loved one, and we will send it to our high-frequency satellites up in the sky that are equipped with lasers, and they'll take care of the rest. It's going to set a perimeter around their house, and if they try to walk out, boom, first one shocks them a little bit. They try it again, boom, second one knocks them out for a couple of days. The third one, I wouldn't try the third one. So how does it work, you say? Well, what if your loved one tries to go to church? Uh Uh-uh, boomer. You're not going to be worshiping God for a while, and if you're going to do it, just do it in your house. It'll be fine. You don't need to go out risking getting sick just to go to church. What about going to the mall? Ah, boomer. You can shop online. Oh, it'll be so easy. Just go to Amazon. You don't need to go to Lazarus during this frightening time. What about going to the gym? Uh Uh-uh, boomer. Work out at home. Do push-ups, do sit-ups, walk around the house. You don't need to go to the gym. It's crawling with diseases. Now, has anybody accidentally been killed with uh uh-uh, boomer? Well, yeah. I mean, we told you about the whole don't do it three times. We want to make sure you're safe. And if we can't make sure that you're safe, we're going to make sure that other people are safe too so you're not getting them sick. Uh Uh-uh, Boomer is a subscription service. It's $9.99 a month, and you can sign up for it right now. Sorry, Dad, love you. Hello and welcome back to the second segment of the Afternoon Yap. Uh, I'm Chuck the Punk, and joining me for the rest of the show is my good pal Aaron. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, well, I mean, how's day seven of the pandemic doing for you? I just spent 30 minutes talking to the dog about this. How the hell are you doing, man? Me and you are in the exact same boat, freaking out because we both have pregnant wives. The only difference is you get to spend the time with your pregnant wife at home. Mine's at work right now. Yeah, man, that's, I I feel more for you in that situation. That's got to be rough. I would be, uh, I would be, I have a lot of anxiety about that if Marcy Darcy had to go into the office every day. I, I mean, I keep on watching your, your Instagram. It looks like you're eating fine. looks like you're still yeah. drinking a, a good amount. Not as much as Dinger Dog's been drinking, but seems like you're having a good time. Yeah, you know, a drink here and there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've just decided to have a Bailey's and coffee for this because what the hell? Oh, man, that's reminded me. I should probably have a drink, too. But I, <laughs> I, have it. I had a bottle of wine a week ago. But for the most point, I've just been riding this out stone cold sober. It's, it's fun. You, you have like an hour where you forget all about this. And then that passes, and you go, oh, yeah, that's right. The world's ending. It's craziness, man. And then all the rain we got last night. And- oh, my, my basement flooded. I've been spending my whole day. I've been, I've been spending my whole day uh, cleaning the basement. That's rough, man. Gosh. As if, as, as if everything isn't bad enough. You need a drink for sure. Uh-huh. All right. Let's, uh, 
let's get into some of these Yap Minis. So the episode's going to be different today. Obviously, I just chatted with the Dinger Dog for the beginning. Usually, we do three segments, but it's just me and Aaron today for the end of the episode, and uh, we're going to review what we've been doing the last two weeks. Dinger Dog threw in a couple of reviews while he was here. Uh, they, they weren't too great. <laughs> yeah, YouTube cooking show. Oh, and he watched Knives Out. Uh, yeah, he said he really liked it. Oh, good. That was the whole review. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good. So, uh, yesterday, the demo for the new Resident Evil 3 remake just came out. Uh, last year, they had Resident Evil 2, which was a remake of my one of my favorite games from 1998. This is a remake of the follow-up that came out in 1999. And it kind of follows in the same footsteps as the last game. Uh, this is more of a reimagining of the game. Obviously, if you're talking about going all the way back to the PlayStation era, uh, that was back when they had static cameras. Uh, they, they couldn't really do too much with lighting. Now, now we're talking about a fully 3D game that follows behind, behind you and fully 3D worlds. And it's actually scary because the zombies look great. The lighting is absolutely terrific. And... I have been very stoked about this because when RE2 came out, it it was a faithful homage. It did it did everything that I wanted it to do with a remake of a game that I love so much. Like it's a it's a reimagining, but the things that they did change feels in line with that kind of 1998 spirit. And Man, that, I didn't even know reimagining was a thing in video game land. Uh, sometimes, yeah. I mean, the, the okay. reimagining of Final Fantasy VII is coming out here April 10th, I believe. That is a much different scenario. So with these okay. new Resident Evil games, these feel like more of a remake reimagining. They're, they're just they're making it updated for a 2020 audience. This whole right. Final Fantasy that's coming out soon, it, it feels like drastically different, but... Uh, I played the demo twice. Uh, it's short, uh, but it's sweet, and it got me every bit as excited uh, for this to come out. Um, this is much more, as opposed to Resident Evil 2, this is much more of a reimagining. So the 20-minute demo took place uh, in the streets of Raccoon City, which that's exactly how the beginning, the first one opens up. Okay. Uh, but the locations and the buildings are all different. It, it, it very much feels like... Um, uh, Resident Evil 3, but as opposed to Resident Evil 2 Remake, you spent the majority of the time in the uh, police department that actually very much looked like the police department from the old game. This one, like the streets are totally different. You are being chased by the nemesis who ends up showing up at the end of the demo, and uh, it 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 looks and plays just great. Uh, the the there are drastic changes to the characters. Uh, when RE3 came out, RE3 was more of kind of a side project when it came out, and what had happened was is they, there was two different Capcom teams that were making two different Resident Evil games. There was Code Veronica that ended up being a Saturn or I'm sorry, a Sega Dreamcast uh, exclusive, oh, I remember those. A, and then Resident Evil 3 came out. Well, they didn't want. They didn't want Code Veronica to be RE3 and be on a system that not everybody has. So they kind of switched development and they're not switched development, but kind of switched the names around in RE3, which was supposed to be this side project, which takes place a day before the events of Resident Evil 2 became RE3. Back in the day, like I'm ashamed to say this, I didn't even play through RE3. I, I played a bunch of it at my... 
Yeah. I played a bunch of it at my buddy's house. Um, and there was a lot of different changes. There was the quick time events, um, and, and the characters, but the, the, some of the characters that show up in resident evil three are also in resident evil two, which is pretty interesting. But like I said, the 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 changes to the new characters are pretty welcome. Uh, Carlos, I can't remember what his name is. Uh, he is less flirty and kind of ridiculous with Jill, uh, and uh, the the characters are just a whole lot more grounded than they were in Resident Evil Three. Because I just went back and played, I don't know, probably the first ten or five hours of Resident Evil Three, because I really wanted to do kind of a compare and contrast when the final product comes out. But all I can say is the uh, the um, What's his name? Nemesis shows up at the very end. Scared the all hell out of me. I mean, I probably jumped and screamed three times uh, nice. with with these nice jump scares that happened. And then Nemesis showed up. He feels like this unstoppable force. There's this. The soundtrack is really ominous in the background, and that really got me into it. And then he shows up out of nowhere. Cut to black. You know, game's coming soon. I was stoked. Uh, but the game will be out what April third, and I can't even do a um, a marathon of this game. When RE two came out, I had a bunch of people over for two days, and literally we just played this game uh, like all four scenarios. Can't do that this time. I'm going to be playing it by myself, but I'm super stoked about it. So excited for the final product, uh, Aaron. Yes. I don't know what list you have, um, and on my script, I have that you're going to talk about quarantine throwbacks. Is that accurate? Are we still talking about that, or did you want to talk about something else first? Oh, sure. We can do a quick segment, a little quick uh, synopsis of two quarantine throwbacks. So what I've been doing on my my Insta, on underscore Netflix and Grill, underscore, is uh, on Sundays, I've been spinning some records from the 90s, and we're just writing about them a little bit. Uh, the first one we could talk about is the album Grace by Jeff Buckley. It came out in 1994. Uh, Jeff Buckley, it's kind of hard to put in a box. Uh, it's folk rock. It's whatever the term alternative meant. It was that. It's it's poppy. It's bluesy. It's got a lot of soul. Um, Jeff Buckley just had one album, one studio album. Grace, he unfortunately died about a year after it was released. Oh, God, did he have other, or was he in other bands before this release? Like I, You told me about, like, this was his only album, but I wasn't expecting him to be dead. Yeah, no, he, uh, unfortunately, he died. He was a session musician in Los Angeles for, like, 10 years in his 20s, and uh, then in his 30s, I think, or a little bit before that, um, he moved to New York. And I uh, got a following and put out this album and toured on it. And then he moved to Tennessee and he drowned. Oh, God. How did he drown? Just drinking? Or uh, It sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a new tragedy in his family because his dad was Tim Buckley, who is a really another musician who's hard to put into a category. Tim Buckley died in his 30s of a heroin overdose. So kind of a sad family story but that goes to make some great art on grace the uh the song that everybody knows from grace is the leonard cohen cover of hallelujah oh uh, yeah i is it is that the original hallelujah or is that a cover no that's a that's leonard cohen did hallelujah okay um back in the 60s or maybe the 70s and jeff buckley covered it and it's probably i think the most famous cover of that song i mean he can really buckley can really really hit the high notes and uh, he slows it down a little bit, and it's just him and an electric guitar. Yeah. Really good. Uh, also, Last Goodbye, that was the single. 
and uh, that got a lot of play. That was on MTV a lot, I believe. Um, but it's great. It's 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 really kind of a sad album. It's it's uh, something you can chill out to, and just it takes me back to uh, my junior year of high school, nineteen ninety four, when it was released. And uh, it's a shame Jeff Buckley didn't come around or didn't didn't last longer, didn't live longer, and make more albums because he was super talented guy. Um, if you get a chance, though. Stream it. Uh, Rolling Stone said it was the, uh, on their top 500, it was the number 303 album of all time. For whatever that's worth, if anybody pays attention to Rolling Stone anymore. It's, uh, it's a really good, it's a really good spin. Every time me and you kind of compare and contrast like alternative rock albums in the 90s, a lot of it lines up and it's so funny, like our five year generational gap. And I don't, I don't know if that's accurate, but you know, like me and you fall in line with a lot of stuff. And then like, I, I honestly have never, I, I mean, I've heard that hallelujah song. Is that the right. most famous one? The version that he does? I think so. I mean, that's like uh, what I've read. Hallelujah is the, like, the most covered song of all time. Oh my God. My buddy it was a fantastic musician when I was in college and I remember him playing recording or playing that song upstairs and him belting it out. And I'm like, I hate this song. <laughs> But man, it's Leonard Cohen who is arguably the greatest, you know, pop culture like American songwriter of all time. Uh-huh. He was Canadian, but so yeah, that's a bummer. But it's a great song. Uh, were there any other? Or yeah, I can do another one if you want. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, not on my social media. I, I I've been playing a lot of uh, the New Radicals. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with them? I mean, they have that one. Are you? You sent this to me, and aren't they the one that have that cheesy hit from 1998? And like, it's funny to hear like a deep dive because they always just sounded like a one-hit wonder that most people were into at that point and could never listen to afterwards. What was their hit song? Get what you give. Yeah, you got to yeah. get what you give. Yeah. <laughs> and you love so, it. No, it's it's you know it's really heralded. It's got a lot of acclaim. Prince said it was one of his favorite albums. Joni Mitchell. Marilyn Manson wanted fan. to kick his ass after he was talking crap about him in that song. Ugh, Marilyn Manson, yuck. You uh, two plays their songs as warmups. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Greg Alexander. He's had a. Really I, I mean, maybe the rest of the album just rules, but I just the, when that song came out and the stigma that's around it, it's just kind. It always seems kind of laughable. But I mean, maybe the rest I of it is absolute. What? Stigma. You're out of your mind, man. <laughs> I just love that you were 21 when this came out, and you were like, "Yes, you only get what you give." That's true. That's true. I was, yeah, yeah. I had no apologies, man. Was no. that was that song blaring at the discotheque when you were in college? It was blaring in my. Uh, I had a CD player in my Dodge Dynasty. I think about you in college, and it's like Homer Simpson's, where he's got the the record player that's on the cinder blocks and the right, and the two right. by four. Uh-huh. So yeah. Um, anyway, though, though this Greg Alexander, he's had an incredible career. He just uh, everybody's record label, based on how popular that song was, wanted him to keep on producing and making records because he was the only regular musician in the band. He wrote and recorded all the songs himself. Um, he's gone on to write number one songs for uh, Ronan Keating, Sophie Ellis Baxter, which are UK artists. Uh, he's wrote a bunch of songs for Enrique Iglesias. 
uh, some of the Spice Girls, Rod Stewart. Uh, in that song, he says he's going to kick Hanson's ass, but he wrote a song with Hanson that charted. And the, the song that he's most famous for is the Game of Love with uh, Santana and Michelle Branch. All right. That, that's his song, and I, he's got to be living large off the royalties. Uh, when you spin, <coughs> excuse me, when you spin the album, there's a lot of soul, there's a lot of funk. Um, I, to me, it sounds like kind of timeless. I, I think when I first heard that song, I thought it was came out in the 70s. It was some song I never heard before. But, um, you know, I think if it came out today, it would still chart. And I, people might still think it's from the 70s. I don't know it. You say there's a stigma. I say, you know. F, F my stigma. It's a healthy heritage of awesomeness. Uh-huh. But, yeah, the guy's kind of disappeared from the scene, but he... Uh, he is behind the scenes and doing well and uh, like worth millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. I think he even writes with, he even writes with Adele. All right. So good for him. So those are my two quarantine throwbacks. Oh, very That's nice. Go ahead and stream those and uh, put you in the mood for either the apocalypse or uh, going to the mall. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been playing Mortal Kombat 11 again. Uh, the last nice. DLC character just came out on Tuesday. And what... What time I've had, I've been playing uh, with him. It's Spawn. Uh, Todd McFarlane's Spawn. Were you a big fan of the HBO show, by chance, the animated show? The only thing I know about Spawn is that Todd McFarlane spent like a million dollars to buy Mark McGuire's 70th home run ball. All right. That's all I know. I've never seen Spawn. <laughs> right. Well, the, the character Spawn, uh, the guy that's doing the voiceover for Mortal Kombat 11 is the exact same actor that was in the HBO show. And okay. he's really funny. He talks crap to all of the other characters. Uh, the character model looks great. He's big. He's hulking. Uh, he's got two variations. His one is the most popular Spawn variation where he's got all the black and the chains. And his second variation is it's almost like um, his armor is just his skin. And I, I mean, I'm not a huge Spawn fan. I'm assuming that all of this is lovingly done uh, to the comics. Um, and Spawn jumps around. He's he's a big character, but for some reason, he's got some real speed. Um, the the He's heavy and slow, but he's got this long reach. He does really well um, in medium range, but he also he breaks out his his machine guns to shoot at them, his his chains, his hooks that shoot out of his body that give him a real reach. Um, I haven't gotten uh, too much of a chance to play with him, but he is already my second favorite DLC character that's come out for Mortal Kombat 11, right next to the Joker, which came out maybe a month ago, but... Uh, Spawn, I, I, he's the last character uh, that they're going to put out. I'm really hoping that they put out a, a second combat pack because as of late, I've kind of picked up Mortal Kombat 11 and have been playing it again. It's just such a good game. It's an even better party game. Um, uh-huh. We had guests over last Friday or last Friday or last Saturday. It's kind of like a lost hurrah just to... Uh, it, and sure. we played a whole bunch of Mortal Kombat 11, and I forgot how much I liked that game. But yeah, Spawn is out. I think he's maybe five ninety nine or six ninety nine. But you would know this if you're still playing Mortal Kombat 11 a year after it's come out. He's like I said, he's he's big and hulking, but he's still got speed. He's got this reach, but he does really really well in the medium range attacks. Uh, but I'm gonna keep on can you playing. Just download new characters if needed on that. I so you can uh, buy him piecemeal. Um, okay. but I, 
I did the deal where Mortal Kombat 11 came out and I know how I am with these fighting games. I get pissed off when a character comes out and I have to spend eight or nine bucks to get them. So I kind of bit the sure. bullet a year ago and spent the extra $50 and got the yeah. combat pack. It's, it's, it's been worth its money. Um, it's a good thing your wife doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Especially, especially these parts. And, and like I said, and these last two characters have been well worth it. Joker's been awesome. Spawn has been awesome. But then again, Nightwolf's been awesome too. Um, uh, but I'm really looking forward. To, I hope that they announce a combat pack uh, too, because I really wanted Ash from the Evil Dead to be a playable character. I really wanted. Now, I would even play with that. Yeah, I would. I would play. All, that sounds awesome. Yeah, uh, but that's it uh, for Spawn MK11. Aaron, have you yes. been watching a show called You on Netflix? Yes, yes, I have. Uh, you is the story of Joe Goldberg, a New York City bookstore owner with a checkered past and uh he's a he's a serial killer basically he fixates on women and uh he does everything he can do to control them it started out on lifetime so it's super cheesy season one was a lifetime original but it was so popular netflix bought it streamed it and then netflix put out season two. Oh, is that how it works because i actually watched season one with my wife and I'll tell you about my feelings when you get through your review. Okay, gotcha. Um, my wife loved it. I kind of goofed around on the phone when we watched it together, but there are some clever moments. And uh, a guy named Penn Badgley, I think I'm saying his name right, plays Joe Goldberg. And he's handsome and charming, and he's good at what he does. Um, there's a lot of similarities between you and Dexter. They're both, uh, you know, serial killers who are supposed to have the heart of gold who uh, had traumatic childhoods. But the best way I can describe you is it's Dexter on White Claw. Yeah, I was gonna. I was about to put the similarity to Dexter because I did watch that first season, and but on White Claw, that's pretty damn clever. Yeah, well, it's it's true, man. It's it's for a Dexter for a newer generation. It's it's millennial. It's uh. It's lightweight compared to Dexter. Not that Dexter was ever that big of an emotional heavyweight. Uh, I can't dog the show out too much, though, because uh, to quote Clint Eastwood, a man's got to know his limitations. And it seems like you, they know their limitations. They don't take themselves too seriously. They don't try to be anything they're not. It's bingeable. It's kind of fun. Um, there's parts where it's certainly lazy. The second season pretty much mirrors the very the first season. So he traps a bunch of girls in a glass case or a bunch of guys in a glass case, and he comes, he goes out and he goes to the grocery store, and he comes back, he talks shit to them. He goes out, he goes to the record store, he comes back, he talks crap to them, and then I don't remember if they die. I just that's all I remember about that yeah. show was this handsome looking guy that traps right. poor people in a glass case in the subway of all places. How he has the money or the means to do that. And right, then right. he comes back and he says something awful to them, something sinister. And then he's like, all right, I'll be back. And they go, no, don't go. <laughs> Is that the whole yeah. second season? Basically, yeah. There's a whole – and then there's even an, uh, another neighbor kid subplot. Like he's got to save the neighbor kid. Very, that's just a complete ripoff from the first season. Uh-huh. He has to save the neighbor kid. Um, I don't know. It's, it's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. You can binge it. We're all stuck inside. Um, if, if, if your significant other likes stuff like this, let, let him or her watch it. It's fine. I didn't go crazy for it, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. And it's, it's, it's trashy, lightweight fun. 
It's uh, what'd you say it was? Dexter on Dexter was another show that started off real good and then got real bad. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, you you is Dexter on White Claw. It's lightweight, trashy fun. All right. I have been playing uh, this week. Uh, I think it came out last Thursday, actually. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I believe this okay. game is 30 bucks on Xbox. It's probably on PC. It is free if you have Game Pass. Uh, this is the sequel okay. to the 2015 game. And I am going to give this the love that it deserves, but it's tough because I didn't love the first one. And I only could play about two or three hours into the first one, and I got frustrated and I stopped playing it. Ori in the Will of the Wisps is an uh, action platformer, and it's got combat in it, and it's also okay. a bit of a Metroidvania game. The, you, you are this little woodland creature, and you are out trying to save your woodland creature friends. I believe. I was only kind of lightly watching uh, the story. The graphics are, are absolutely gorgeous. And on, on, on Xbox, it's in 4K. I believe it's in 60 frames. And it's just a staggering-looking, almost like a painting video game. Like, the art is just drop-dead gorgeous. The soundtrack is great. It's all this, like, really soothing music. And it's a Metroidvania game, so it really heavily relies on exploration. Um, my fundamental gripe with this game is I don't really feel like I have direction on where I'm supposed to be going at all times because it's so much of an exploration game. And that frustrates the shit out of me because I feel like, you know, our time is limited when we want to watch a show. We want to make yeah. sure it's the best show. We were making a good use of our time. With this game, I I was probably only an hour or two into the game, and I already had to be looking up a guide to find, figure right. out where to go. Now, listen, I don't want to... That, 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 that can be... Fun, what? Isn't that part of the fun? Looking up a guide, getting stuck? Now, listen, that... This game is getting glowing reviews, so this is probably my issue. I just get I get so I get so frustrated when I spend like 20 minutes or 30 minutes backtracking and I can't find the route to go. And I've already experienced that a couple of times uh, with my first few hours of the game. Uh, but if you got an Xbox, it's free and it is right. stunningly gorgeous and it plays really, really well. And maybe you're not playing anything else at the at the time being. Like I said, I just want this game to be a hard action platformer with none of the Metroidvania stuff, and I would love oh, this. Okay. And I would love this game if it didn't have me. It's really cool the, the way that you get new abilities because they keep on coming piecemeal to you, piecemeal. You know, like it's this slow drip of these like new abilities. Like, oh, I've got this, but it's hard to think. Like, there's a section at the very beginning of the game where you get this bow and arrow, and you're supposed to remember that you can take this bow and arrow to another area of the game to unlock, to progress further. There's just, for me, there's not enough in place in the map or the directions or even the story to tell me this is the the way that you're supposed to be going. It's more of a, hey, you haven't explored this room, go explore this room. Maybe you're going to find out, or maybe you're going to find the tool that you need to get further. Maybe not. Maybe you'll just get some some XP or something while you're there, but 
that shit kind of just wears on me and I don't really love the game enough to fight through that. I'm still, I'm still going to fire it up again. Cause like I said, right. it, it plays really well. It looks great. The soundtrack is great. It's just, I'm at a part right now where it's that it's, it's kind of, this happens a lot with video games. You get to this point where you're two hours in and you go, do I want to fight through this? Right. Is it good enough for me to put up with this? Or am I just going to walk away from it? And I don't want to walk away from it because people are really, really loving it. Um, that's Ori and the Will of the Wisp. Uh, Aaron, you want to talk about The Outsider on HBO? Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, props to Chris and Dylan last week. I thought they are, or last podcast, I thought they did a great job talking about this. Um, before I get into that, though, I just want to, they, they touched on The Watchmen, too. And for any of our listeners, my impression is that The Watchmen on HBO takes place 30 years-ish after the Watchmen movie, if anybody's interested. And actually, I listened to a podcast about it, and that's what the creator, Damon Lindelof, said. So if anybody's confused about that, HBO takes place like 30 years after the movie. And um, Chris and Dylan did a great job, but I don't need any more of the Watchmen. It was so damn good. I didn't. I don't need a sequel. Well, th- I think that the showrunner dropped out. So yeah, that, that's Damon Lindelof. So, or do you think that they'll keep on? Per- do you think they'll find someone else, or do you think that they'll just drop it all together? I, um, well, you know, it's a ratings bonanza. So yeah, probably push for it. But yeah. if Damon Lindelof isn't involved, I don't think it's going to be nearly as good. Well, you think HBO learned their lesson when they messed up True Detective so bad? We got the first season was so fantastic, and then the right. showrunner dropped out, and then they rushed to get a second season back, and it it was okay, but it just wasn't yeah. the magic that the first season was. So, go figure. Go. HBO will only learn its lesson when it makes one dollar less. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, the seasons after than the seasons before. Uh huh. And that's just how it is. Well, but, go figure. Uh, we're in this pandemic. We got rid of HBO. Oh man. Well, we got rid of it. Uh, probably we got rid of it maybe a month ago. And you know, the baby's about to come. We're trying to cut expenses. That's like fifteen sure. bucks a month. And the only reason we had it from the, the be- to begin with was for Game of Thrones. Well, Game of Thrones is not coming back. Unless you right. count the the prequel or whatever the 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 spinoff, but man, yeah. after they messed up the real Game of Thrones so bad, do I even care? Do I even want to go back? You know? Exactly. Um, and if anybody who's interested, for Damon Lindelof, the uh, showrunner for Watchmen, was also the brains behind HBO's Chernobyl. Oh, and Chernobyl really was absolutely fantastic. That was yeah. that was probably my favorite TV show. Shit. <laughs> Yeah. My favorite mini series in the last five years, at least. So good, yes. Yes. Um, okay, yeah. The Outsider, like I said, Chris and Dylan, great job, you guys. I think we're all on the same page about this. Uh, I'm particularly not a Stephen King fan. I'm not a supernatural kind of fan. Um, it's not that I, I'm just ambivalent, I guess. I could take it or leave it. When The Outsider started, the first two episodes were great. Um, I think the best of the episode. Um, the best, yeah, the best of the series. They were directed by Jason Bateman as well, who was just becoming a really, really good director. He also he's directed eight season, eight, eight episodes of Ozark. Um, Ozark's coming back. Yeah, March twenty seventh. Holy smokes! Yeah, Bateman is is really a uh, really a becoming a television powerhouse with his directing and his producing and his writing and his acting. He's, he's just great. So the first two episodes, which he directed, I thought we were kind of on. Speaking of True Detective. Like a true crime kind of thing. I thought this was maybe Stephen King's foray into uh, the less supernatural and more 
uh, CSI New York, kind of, even though it's Georgia. And that's not the way it went, and I should have known better. Uh, the direction's great. The writing's pretty good. <coughs> Excuse me. Allergies. Um, it's got a great cast. It's just It just doesn't click to me for some reason, all of it together. Um, I think it was ten episodes. I think they could have done it in maybe even seven episodes. There was a lot of stuff we didn't need. Uh, but that, that being said, during award season, I think Ben... Mendelshawn, who plays uh, the, the lead detective, Ralph Anderson. That guy should be in high demand. And um, let me see if I can get her name right. Cynthia. Oh, I can't even read my own handwriting here. And I have it pulled up. She plays the... Uh, Cynthia Erivo plays Holly Gibney, one of the lead investigators. And she's maybe kind of on the uh, autism spectrum. And she's really quirky. I'm not familiar with her work. At least I wasn't before this. But... She has won a Tony and a Grammy for The Color Purple. And she was nominated for an Oscar for the movie Harriet about Harriet Tubman. She is the best part about The Outsider. Uh, and she's so good. It's almost just worth watching for her performance alone. We're going to see a lot more of her. She's almost into EGOT territory already. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Thank you for she, clarifying. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a joke on 30 Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people, it's really worked its way into the vernacular. People use it now. Tracy uh, George, Tracy Morgan was trying to win an EGOT. It's a, it's a, it was a funny episode. Um, I don't know if you like if you like Stephen King, you're going to like The Outsider. I think there's a, there's more to like than to not like. But um, are there? Mo- I, I mean, this is the review that I've been hearing for everybody. It's almost like you can't even describe the show without giving away everything completely. Right. Is exactly. it, is it all? Is are there monsters that show up? Or I mean, it's, is there ghosts that show up? Like, help me out here. What? It's there's it's a it's basically a boogeyman who can become a human doppelganger, and he lives off the sadness of others, and uh, he basically tries to kill and eat children. So it's kind of. Oh my god, this sounds awesome! So why couldn't somebody just tell me that? Well, there you go. <laughs> that's that's basically what happens. And when the the guy Ralph Anderson, the detective, um. His son recently died, not related to this, in the show, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, so that adds like an extra layer of depth. Like this guy who's had a son who's recently passed away is tracking down a monster who kills children. And how many episodes is it? Ten. It could have been seven, so maybe it, eight. Is it just based on one book? Like are they going to do a second season or is it just a miniseries? I think it's the HBO again. Uh, there's a little bit of a cliffhanger at the end if you pay really, really close attention. Aren't you supposed to wait until the... Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but maybe I thought that I heard that after the credits you, you got a, a cliffhanger, but I might be wrong. That might no, be that, something else. That, that, I think that's correct. And, um, you know, it's HBO. They're going to back up the money truck to try to get this out again. Um, I'm sure that's what they're going to try to do. Who knows if they need to do that, if they want to do that, but... If you like Stephen King, you're going to like The Outsider. If you don't care for supernatural dramas, go watch something else. Yeah, I'm I'm so sad we get rid of HBO and Curb Your Enthusiasm comes back. The one comedy that I love that it's either on every other year or every ten years. That show's been on. Right, right. That show's been on for like two decades now, and it comes back. And I keep on watching all these clips on YouTube, and it looks just as good as ever. Have you been watching it? Uh, you know, I am not a uh, Curb fan. Uh, you're a huge Seinfeld fan, aren't you? No, I don't like Seinfeld either. Well, fudge me. <laughs> Are you sure you don't have the 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 coronavirus? 
I've been taking my temperature three times a day. Oh my God, really? Yeah, no, I have. Well, you know, our wives are both pregnant, and I work at a dozen different public schools. Yeah. So are you are you doing like distance learning, or how how are you doing your job this week? I had an IEP yesterday. Yeah. Which for people who don't know, that's a that's a plan meeting for our kids who have disabilities, and uh, I just have like three more of those. All right. I don't know when we're going to go back. it was a phone conference, not an in-person conference. My sister and her family live in Indiana, and they're out of school until May 4th. Yeah, no one's going back to school. I mean, it's... I, it's, I think that's correct. It's crazy to think that the things are going to go back to normal May right. 1st, you know? Yeah. This is a June situation. This is a July situation. Right, yeah, when, our, is, right when our children are here. <laughs> I, I know, right? You know, there's no visitors in the hospital. Oh, right it's now. terrible. So, go ahead. Yeah. Hopefully we get this all cleared up before both of our wives give birth. Yeah. So the the best game that I've been playing under quarantine, (laughs) under lock and key, has been uh, the new... I'm getting a little bit of echo on your end. Can you fix that? The new Call of Duty just put out its Uh new Battle Royale mode, and it's called Warzone. It's free. It's It's 150 players at the same time. It's this humongous map called Verdansk and uh, there's three different gameplay modes Uh, the one is um, Payday I believe it's called that drops all the players in Uh, you don't get kicked out you just keep on coming back you get your regular loadout and the job of Payday is is to go around and get the biggest uh, uh, there's there's cash everywhere you can kill other players to take their cash, and it's whoever has the most cash at the end of the mode wins. This is a fun mode. It's a fun distraction, but honestly, I don't even know why I'm saying it's fun because it never ends. You never get kicked out. So I was getting my ass kicked, and I think I still had like 20 more minutes of the game, and I was like, you know what? I want to go back into Battle Royale because Battle Royale is so much more fun. The first Battle Royale mode that launched was three players. So it's not necessarily like, you know, one versus, you know, what, what do you call it? Onesies or what, you know, it's, it's, it's a team of threes up to 150 players in this huge world. Uh, this huge map called Verdansk. Verdansk has anything you can think of. It's got a huge downtown filled with really, really tall buildings. So there's a lot of verticality to this map. There's an airport. There's a shipyard. There's a junkyard. There's a stadium. It, it's it's so massive that you're worried that you're not going to run into players while you're playing it. But it's just like all these other battle royale games where you're in a circle. It's called gas this time. That's closing in, and it keeps on as people are getting killed. It just keeps on funneling more and more people into a smaller and smaller circle until you know it's last man standing. Uh, there's a lot of re- yeah. <laughs> Have you played a battle royale game before? Uh, no, but I saw a Battle Royale with Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage one time. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, I, there's there's a lot of really fun. So it's it's kind of the drop-in, loot up, and uh, you know, and prepare to fight. But they change things around a little bit with uh, the Call of Duty. My favorite thing is how they handle loot in this. So there are guns scattered everywhere, and the guns do have certain levels of, of power to them. There is a color scheme that they use, but what really helps me out is it doesn't ask you to memorize the colors. In in some of these other games, they ask you to memorize the colors, so you're thinking, huh, shit, is orange better than green, or is orange better? And 
I, my simple mind, it, I couldn't, it just would drive me crazy, you know, especially if you had just jumped into this game, into a, into a game like this, you need as much help as you can get. And when you have to have that kind of learning curve, it just wore me out. This, the, the, the loot, the different guns have different colors, but right on top of it, it'll say like common, uncommon, legendary, okay. and it'll be, it'll be, and so you immediately know it based on what type of gun it is. You know, if it's a shotgun, rocket launcher, sniper rifle, and then based on what it's described as, if you want to take that gun while you're out looting before you're preparing to kill people. And I just, I just think that that makes the game so much more pick up and play. Um, sure. uh, there's an interesting, uh, interesting what happens when you die. Cause you're allowed to die one time and you kind of get this, uh, you get one more chance to come back. They throw you into the gulag, so you get you when you get killed by another character, you're seen being drug in by other players to uh, like uh, a little prison, and you well, yeah, and you get you get to fight your way out. It's you versus one other person that just died, and there's a weapon, uh, and you either have a shotgun or a pistol, and whoever is the first person to kill the other person gets one more shot to get dropped back into the world, and I think that's awesome because. A lot of the times you can get pretty far in these games and it's it's frustrating when uh, a battle royale game is, you know, it can be 30 minutes, it can be 45 minutes. It's frustrating when you get far into the game, you're having a real good time and you get picked off and you right. just immediately have to start over. This gives you that other option or it gives you that one more chance. And That's speaking of cool. speaking of other chances, a cool thing is, is if you're playing on a team with two other characters as you're out there collecting loot and cash you can actually buy a second you're one of your characters back that's already died and i think that's super interesting uh when you're out when you're out there there's some of these enticing things that are called loadout drops so remember how i said that you jump into the battle royale and you have to run around and pick up what other weapons and loot up well you can actually get a loot drop, which is actually your loadout from your multiplayer game. So I usually play with a shield and an assault rifle that I have leveled up, and I can actually pick that loadout, which I really, really want because the shield can come in really handy if you're getting shot at. And that's the thing. I was playing the, uh, the game a, a day ago or two days ago, and I was on a building, and they do this shit to you where they show that a loadout is being dropped from a parachute, and I'm and you think to yourself... Should I go get that? And I immediately, I, I immediately ran to go get it, and I got picked off because other people are waiting around. They don't care about the loadout. They just want to take other players out. And I thought to myself, damn it. You know, like I'm never doing that again unless it like immediately like lands right in front of me. There's just the risk reward isn't good enough. There's vehicles in this. So you can get into a helicopter and fly around, which is awesome. Cause like I said, there's very tall buildings that you can get up to the top of and the, the helicopter you can ride around with your teammates. I think that there's only one helicopter that's available through the area and uh, there's cars that you can ride in. So if you want to get from one part of the map to the other part of the map when it's closing, you can do that quickly. And um, it's just th the biggest thing about this game, the most exciting thing about this game is it's the biggest and most accessible battle royale game I've played. Um, and, it's, and it's so polished. And, and, the, and the great thing about this and why I'm saying it's so accessible is I've played a lot of Call of Duty. I'm a very much a middle of the road 
player. You know, like I'm never going to be in the top. I'm never going to always be in the top one. I'm never going to be at the bottom, but I always hold my own. I don't piss off my teammates too much. And for me, this is Call of Duty meets Battle Royale in in a good way, in more of a Call of Duty way. Now, Call of Duty had a Battle Royale mode that came out for their last uh, Call of Duty game that came out last year. I think that was Black Ops 4 or something like that. I couldn't really get into it. I don't know what it was. Uh, there wasn't, there was, the map wasn't nearly as big as this map is. Uh, there wasn't the verticality that this map was. And really, it was just much, much harder. I found myself getting killed constantly in the last uh, Battle Royale mode. But this one, shit, it's free. I mean, I would pay. I would pay $30 for this game on its own because, like I said, the map is absolutely huge. It's the epitome of probably, I don't know, anywhere between maybe 20 to 25 of their own little, you know, multiplayer maps just crammed into this one big map. You know, it's got vehicles. I love that you can play with teammates, but I'm so thrilled that they added the the solos mode because that's that's how I want to play. Not because I don't love, I would prefer to play with my friends, but I'm 37. I mean, it's pretty difficult for me to round up two other guys that aren't also incredibly busy to try to play this game. But like I said, the game's free. So if they've got the console, there isn't really much excuse. I've been screaming at Dinger. I'm like, man, you need to get off. You need to get off Fortnite. So, um, so this it's easy to compare this game to Apex Legends. I already like this game so much more than Apex Legends. Um, I, I'm curious to see if I'll ever be able to get that W. I think the best. I think I've played maybe five or six, maybe close to eight matches total. I think the best that I scored was 51. And I still play this game the way that I play a lot of other battle royale games. Where I, I mean, shit, I always kind of drop into downtown, look for the tallest buildings, try to get weapons while I'm up there, and then slowly make my way to some of the smaller, to some of the less taller buildings. And I'm kind of just waiting out the circle and killing people on the way. But I had a, a wonderful moment where I was hiding up on top of a building, waiting for the, the circle to close. And a guy popped out and I shot him with my shotgun. And it's just, it's, it's Battle Royale meets Call of Duty meets free. And it's really, That's really awesome. fun. Um, that's it for, uh, this week's episode of quarantined afternoon. Yap. I would assume, man, I think, I think the next podcast is going to be via telephone call again. Are you going to review, um, uh, whatchamacallit Ozark on the next one? Well, if I have time to burn through that, uh, you know what I'm really interested in starting? I might start it tonight is, uh, the Al Pacino hunters on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. That looks good. And there's a Korean, um, zombie movie thing meets game of thrones it's a television show it's all right yeah i can't even recall the name of it right now i might review that too so what else you stuff out there and we got time so So what else are you gonna do are you just gonna sit around making delicious meals do you are you guys packed with groceries man i had to go to the grocery store yesterday and my wife is so strong and she's so sensible and reasonable and i'm just there going um (laughs) get all these sick people away from me well, she's probably got an immunity to half of that stuff, but no, we are we are good. Um, I have been taking this kind of seriously just because you know the the state of our wives, both of them, and uh, I've gone to probably five different grocery stores in the last two weeks. And anticipating this, I've been getting up early. I like go to Whole Foods right when it opens up. I went to Kroger on a Sunday morning, like at seven in the morning, two weeks ago. 
we are good. How about you guys? You guys stacked up? We got plenty of toilet paper, and I don't like saying that out loud because Dinger, I don't think he's got any. But Dinger Dog's yeah. got plenty of liquor. How you look like you're doing fine on the liquor front? I see all your Instagram posts. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah the whole yeah. world's it's falling fine. to shit, and you're listening to '90s rock records. <laughs> That's right, man. That's <laughs> Cooking cool. delicious it's meals. Are you making what? I said, smoke him if you got him. The plane's going down. Oh, I, I mean, I've already said this joke, but it's like I keep on telling my wife, you know, like the world's ending. I'm not brushing my teeth tonight. <laughs> That's right. Live with it. We're all going down. Uh, so you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. If you please could uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It's the only way please. we get our name out there. Uh, I, we will be back in two weeks, hopefully. Yep. Uh, yep. We're not going to be back face-to-face, but I know we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, the new Doom game just came out. Doom Eternal came out today. I am nice. wildly stoked to play this. So we'll be talking about, what, Doom Eternal, uh, uh, Ozark, uh, there's just uh, finally the the busy spring season is here and right. uh, and yeah. So Aaron, we'll out. stay safe out there, bud. Back at you, man. And uh, I'll I will uh, we'll see everybody in probably two weeks. Love you. See ya. Right, bye. Bye. See you guys.